everybody. Thanks for joining us today on Realty Check. I'm your host, Trish Williams. We are in this series where we're talking about all of our home renovations, big and small, things you can do to your home once you become a homeowner, or if you're looking to be a homeowner, things that you need to know, things that you're going to want to do to your house, improvements, everything there. So this series is wrapping up. We have one more episode left in this series, and then we're going to be changing the style of our shows to panels. Um, I'm excited about this. It's going to be pretty good. Um, stay tuned. Keep on watching. If you guys are watching and following our show, please take a minute, like, comment, share us with your friends. Um, that definitely helps out the show a lot. And uh, we appreciate your feedback. So if you're following us, if you're watching us, take a second out of your day to uh, show us some love. We really appreciate it. Today on our show, we're going to be talking about, well, so far we've been talking about all these projects you can do, right? And it's great. I know there's been a lot of fun stuff that we've been talking about. I mean, adding garage lifts, uh, car lifts in your garage seems to have been one of the most popular shows that we've had so far. But we've talked about all these cool things you can do to your home. But I hear what people are out there saying, like, where am I going to get the money to do this? Stuff's expensive. It's really, I mean, those car lifts were actually very affordable. But, uh, and you're doing these renovation projects. Uh, it, it can get expensive. And there are resources of where you can get the money. We're in a really strong market right now. A lot of homes have great equity in them and you have options to do cash out refinances where you can get that money back to do those projects. And today our guest is going to tell us how to do that. So today we have Jason McDonald with High Tech Lending on the show. And Jason, thank you for joining our show and, and tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I have been in the mortgage business for uh, only about seven or eight years. Obviously, these are very crazy times right now. Mm -hmm. um, CoreLogic just came out with a report actually last week detailing how much equity has grown in all 50 states. And in Nevada, the average homeowner has gained $33,000 in equity just since one year ago. Is that crazy? I mean, this is... I've always, you know, people say, well, how much equity will I gain over time? And yeah, we can't always give them that, those numbers, but you don't get that much equity in one year. This is, yeah. this has been a crazy year. Yeah. And, and it's presenting a really good opportunity for people to pay down debt or a room addition or a pool or college education, all of these different things now come into play because people have the ability to tap into this equity um, and it's happened pretty quickly because that's just in one year, which Absolutely. is really remarkable. And that's the average. So you can go all the way down to $125,000 condos or factored into that. So a 33,000 is a very big number. Right. Absolutely. And one thing, Jason, that I, I tell people a lot, you know, I've, um, you know, some people ask for my advice or my opinion on things. And I've always told people, you know, when we talk about things like cash out refis, where you're refining and pulling cash out, one thing you have to keep in mind is that's going to make your payment higher. But what something different that we're seeing now that we didn't really see so much in the past is interest rates in many cases are way lower now than they were when the, when, when the homeowners bought the house. And this cash out refi is not necessarily making your payment higher. Yeah, that's an excellent point, actually. Okay. There's many instances where 
we've where, where people have taken cash out of the house and kept the payment the same. Yeah. Many, yeah. many instances. And yeah. I'm seeing that often now, which is it, it's just not the norm for what we what we knew before. So that's one thing that I think is important for everyone to realize in real estate. You know, someone could have told you something five years ago doesn't mean that same principle applies today. Real estate is a constantly changing yeah business and things are always changing so we you know we we learn and we change with the market with the with the environment that we're in yeah that's exactly right and people like you said people are always asking of course they want to hear from the experts what what is this going to look like six months a year two years from now and the truth is if we're being honest we don't know but we can tell you what has happened mm -hmm. and give you all of the information to kind of make your own decisions and you know you've got opportunities right now where maybe people have credit card debt or they have this high interest rate debt and if you tell them hey you could wipe all that out and your house payment's the same that becomes pretty powerful oh it does it does you know it actually it's a it's a money saver and another thing that people can do with these cash out refis is tell us a little bit about what MIP is and PMI <clears throat> those those three little acronyms yeah, that sure. we hear all the time. Sure, sure. So uh, anytime your loan to value is less than 80%, you have to purchase what's called mortgage insurance, which protects the lender in the case of a default. I'm going to sum that up for you just for it, just for a second, just for people that don't understand what loan to value means. Sure. If you're not putting at least 20% down when you purchase, right? That exactly. would mean your loan to value is less than 80%. So then you have to purchase, depending on your loan type, MIP, PMI has right. to be rolled into your loan. Right. Exactly. And what's happening now is you can. So what happens is once you hit that 80% mark, you can refinance and wipe away that mortgage insurance. And so what happens is when home values are appreciating so quickly the way they are now, you can gain that 20% in a very short amount of time. So we have some people who purchased using an FHA loan a year and a half ago, put three and a half percent down. They now have 20% in equity. They can refinance, probably get a lower interest rate, but even if the interest rate's the same, they wipe out the mortgage insurance. And that is so, and that's another thing that years ago, I was telling people expect it to be about five years, you know, yeah. expect five or six years before that yeah. happens. And then here in this last year, it's like, wow, one year later, you're wiping yeah. out mortgage insurance. That's crazy. Yeah. Because in some instances, because mortgage insurance is just a total waste. It's, it's, it, it does not, it doesn't benefit the homeowner at all, the borrower at all. Um, it's only for the purpose of protecting the bank. So the minute you can get rid of that, you want to do it. And what happens is if it's $250 a month and you get rid of that, now you can earmark that $250 for other things, home renovation projects or a pool or whatever. And that is really the average cost of mortgage insurance. It can go you know, $250, $300. It depends on the price of the loan. But that mortgage right. insurance is a pretty hefty portion of your payment. Absolutely. It can be. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't go towards your principal. doesn't pay down no. your principal at no, all. No, you don't it, benefit. Correct me if I'm wrong on my summary of what this mortgage insurance thing is. It's basically, it's not homeowner's insurance. So don't get the two confused. Homeowner's insurance is what you have to have to protect, you know, for accidents, all of those different things. Not the home warranty it has nothing to do with that. 
Mortgage insurance is not one of those mortgage insurance things that you see that pays off the home if you, if you die or someone dies. That's not what this is. Mortgage insurance premium that we're talking about, the mortgage insurance premium mm -hmm. or the PMI, primary mortgage insurance, yeah, whatever mortgage insurance. Is that what it stands mm -hmm. for, yeah, yeah. yeah, is basically for the bank or Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, this is like their insurance policy that protects them in the event that you foreclose. Correct. That's correct. That it protects the bank from any loss. Protects the bank from any loss. Right. So it's their overall insurance policy does not benefit you whatsoever. That's protecting their risk factor because you didn't put 20% down. Exactly. So it's, I hate to say it's a junk fee, but it's basically a junk fee, right? Oh, it it's, it's something is. that you yeah. get no benefit from. Yeah. If you can get rid of that, you want to get rid of that, there's no benefit to you whatsoever to, for paying that. Yeah, and on an FHA loan, I don't know how many of your viewers know this, but on an FHA loan, it will never drop off automatically, no matter what your yes. loan to value or equity is. So you could be um, continuing to pay that uh, unnecessarily. Yep. Years ago, there was a thing in there where you could get it to be removed. And then, what, three or four years ago, they changed the yeah. whole criteria to where you can't. Yeah. It, it's, it's there forever, no matter what, Until unless you refinance. you refinance. Exactly. That's exactly right. Because a refinance, in essence, refinance into a conventional loan, you pay off that old FHA loan, and your new conventional loan, because you have the 20% equity, that won't have any mortgage insurance. Exactly. Yes. So it's a money saver. And... When you own home, when you own a home, you definitely want to be looking at ways to save money. So it's it, it's really a no brainer when you think about it. I mean, it well, makes it ties sense. into it ties into your series of renovation. How do I? It's you know it's so difficult to buy a house now. So maybe you look at where you are and look at what you can do to make that nicer and and more livable for what what it is you'd like to do instead of moving. Right. Absolutely. And I mean, if some of you guys watch like HGTV, you see all these renovation shows and it gives you a lot of ideas. I mean, there's, yeah. if you like your home, you like the location, you like where it's at and you have the space to do so, mm -hmm. you can make any home into your dream home. You yeah. know, if you're in the wrong location, you're never going to change that. If you're yeah, in the, exactly. if you're on a lot that's constrictive, Right. where you don't have room, you know, to build. I mean, you can change the inside, but right. you're never going to be able to build out or change the outside. Sure, sure. So there's a few things that you have to keep in mind there. But overall, if you have good bones, you have a good sized lot, you have, you know, all of the factors there, you can make whatever you want at any home into whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and these projects can be a little bit uh, intimidating or overwhelming because of the cost. Um, and so... If you can look at, hey, here's a chance for me to do this without, you know, really costing me anything on a monthly basis in terms of cash flow, because you're saving it in other spots or you're pulling equity out or whatever, then, um, then it seems like a win-win, you know. Yeah. So think about it this way: if you are, if you did a cash-out refi, you had this PMI, you know, before on your your loan, so you say two, we'll say two fifty three hundred dollar payment. Mm -hmm. You do a cash-out refi, you pull out a certain amount of, of money, that PMI goes away. Cash-out refi replaces that, but we're still at the same payment amount. Exactly. And now right. you have the cash to do what you want to do to the home. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that is um, that is that's a great great aspect, great way of looking at things. Now, what kind of projects can they do to the home? 
does the refi state when you pull out cash, does it say like you're not allowed to do this, you're not allowed to do that, you have to hire a certain contractor? Do you follow this cash when they pull no, it out? No, no. When, it, when it's a cash out refinance, um, it's there, there are no stip stipulations on it. I mean, they may ask you as part of the application process uh, what your intentions are for it, but as far as the guidelines are concerned, um, they're not going to be watching how you spend it. It doesn't have to be reinvested into the home or anything like that because the loan is being given based on the value of the home today, not what it will be after a renovation. So uh, that's just a bonus if you put the money back into the home, but it's not required. Okay. All right. That, that makes sense. And then the so there's no restrictions on how you spend the money or what you do with the cash. So there's no, if, if you're remodeling a kitchen and you want to DIY, do, do things yourself, no one's going to tell you it has to right. be a oh, licensed no. contractor. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, definitely keep in mind your, <laughs> keep your value in mind when you're doing that. Don't make a nightmare out of it. But, um, but of course they're not the bank. The mortgage yeah, company is not, not going to tell no. you what to do with that. No, there's no stipulations like that on the money. Now, there are some, there are a couple loan programs that um, are renovation programs where you can refi and include some renovation money in there as opposed to a cash out. But those would not be advantageous for most people because most people have enough equity to do the cash out refinance. Cash out refinance, just so everyone knows, you're allowed to go up to 80% of the value. Okay. Yeah, so. You still have to leave that 20% to show <clears throat> that right. you have that, that you know, just for They're the not going to let you go any higher than that. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. They're not going to let you go any higher than that. Um, and that's a, good, that's a good place to stop anyway, because again, you avoid the mortgage insurance. Again. So, yeah. yeah, so this way you're assured of not having that moving forward. And this way, the bank is still somewhat protected because that 20% equity is there. If there is some movement in values, then it, it's still, you're still going to be fine. Yeah, absolutely. And that makes perfect sense. What kind of renovations do you usually see people do when they do cash out refinances? Just to give people an idea of what yeah. you can do with this money. I mean, I, I know it's pretty much anything, but what's the big ones? Well, of course, pools are the number one, right? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, I think what happens is when you look at the financing offered, um, I mean, first of all, if you have cash, then that's fine. Um, but if you look at the financing offered from, say, the pool company or some other type of signature loan or unsecured loan or credit yeah, cards like would be even worse. Interest. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if you do a cash out refinance, you're getting it at today's mortgage rates, which are still, even for a cash out refinance, high twos, low threes. That's crazy. I know amazing. our rates yeah. are so low. Yeah. I, I, I know I probably sound like a broken record, but when I bought my first house, it was seven and a half percent and that was good. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was a good rate then. So. Yeah. Even, even yeah. two years ago, um, we still see people that are in um, refinancing now that were, you know, high fours um, even just two years ago. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's, they're historically low. That's for sure. I want to die when people are like, Oh my God, it's 3.5%. That's way too high. Yeah, I'm like, I what yeah. are you thinking? Like, Oh my goodness. Yeah, I know. It's so crazy. This, uh, it, yes. where you at the, the public right now is spoiled with rates. You have no idea. <laughs> no that's idea true. where yes. if they haven't owned homes, you know, these, these people that are just buying homes right now for the first time, they're spoiled. Yes. And rates yes. just historically have never been this right. low and they have no idea how good they got it. Well, and of course there's all these, 
you know, teaser commercials and people hear ads in this 1.99 and obviously yeah. mortgage interest rates are a, a headline in the news the last year, year and a half. So it's a big topic of conversation for a lot of people. And so they kind of come in with an expectation that's probably not realistic. Mm -hmm. um, so we have to kind of manage that a little bit. Um, but there's no comparison. There's no other place you could ever um, pull cash out of something or get cash in your hand for an interest rate like that. It's just not possible. Yeah, no, that it, definitely. And I mean, it's 120 degrees outside. Of course you want to pull. Why yeah. wouldn't you want to pull? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's, yes. It's definitely yes. A, a big, big thing in Vegas. I'm sure other cities can deal without, but in Vegas, it's like really yes. one of those things, yes. everybody. Yes, exactly. And also we do see you know, room addition or, or square footage additions too, you know, mm -hmm. um, people are just, it's difficult to buy a home right now. They, they look, they evaluate, they maybe make some offers, they can't get accepted for whatever reason. And then they kind of just put their focus back to where they are. What can we do maybe here? And um, adding square footage is, is a big one also, of course. Yeah. And these like next gen add-ons where, you know, mother-in-law suites, yes. casitas, whatever you want to call them, they have all these different names or even pool houses. I've seen a few people that I know put pool yeah. houses recently, which yeah. is so cool. Um, you know, cool. To have, it, it's a little like vacation room out by the pool, your yes. little studio. And if you have guests come, it's a great place for them to stay. Exactly. And yeah, uh, yeah so a lot of those things are, are really becoming popular. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, it's when you're doing something like that, you're not just, because um, people are, are a little bit nervous about pulling equity out of the house, right? Of course, because we remember, we all remember 08. And, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it's understandable that anyone that has been through that is a little bit leery about pulling cash out because it, it, it feels, even if it makes good financial sense, it still feels a little bit maybe um, irresponsible or, or mm -hmm. so the, that's totally understandable. Um, but it's, it's at this rate. And if you're putting the money back into the house, mm -hmm. it, it, makes sense for most people all the way around. Yeah. Can we talk about 08 for just a second? Do we have, do we have to? <laughs> yeah, I know it's a bad word, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, that, uh, one thing I just want to bring up, I, I, I get all these people, I hear it, I see it on social media, you know, it's uh, bad information out there, right? That we're headed to a crash like 08. And it, to me, it's a little bizarre that people think that we definitely at any point, and I'm sure there is going to be a point here where our market's starting to soften. I see signs of that right yeah. now. Soften. Soften and crash are two different things. Yeah, exactly. Like those are way two different things. 08 was super risky. There were there was predatory lending, there was yeah. adjustable rate mortgages, yep. these interest-only loans. There was so much yeah. crazy, right, that yeah. was going on out there. Um that, I mean, the crash happened because people were in homes that they could never afford for the, in, in the first place. Yeah. And yeah. that's not what we're seeing now. No, no. The, the, the underlying uh, mortgage paper on all of these homes right now compared to then is, is night and day because the guidelines have been strict. The guidelines have not loosened up at all since they were tightened up originally. Um, and I think the biggest thing back then compared to now is um, the amount of skin in the game the buyer had to have, right? right. So investment property now, um, you know, you, 
you can do 15% down. There's probably some out there, maybe 10% down. But back then it was 0% down. You can do On an investment, investment property. property. Can you yeah. believe that? <laughs> so, <clears throat> so of course you're going to buy if all it takes is a signature and nothing else. Yeah. Um, so, so just the built-in equity right off the bat is a huge difference. So, so there's a lot of um, there's a lot of breathing room there for for the market to kind of move up and down without people being underwater. People being underwater is what really causes them to stop paying the mortgage or give the house back to the bank or, or they whatever. can't afford it. Right. They couldn't afford it in the first place. They bought it at an adjustable rate mortgage where the rate was super low or they had this interest only that had a low payment they could afford at first, yeah. but then it leveled out to where it was supposed to be and they could no longer afford that payment. Yeah. That's what caused our crash. Yeah, and also and also they they as soon as they got as soon as the values went down, it it became a vicious cycle because now I see this guy just bought the same house across the street and I owe a hundred thousand more. Why am I going to keep paying this? It doesn't make any sense. And, right. then, and then the whole thing just erodes. Yeah, no, absolutely. And where I see there's a difference in what's happened this last year, because of course prices have gone up super fast and you know, you hear it and I, I get it. Everyone's it's a bubble. It's a bubble. It's a bubble. Yeah. But what I have seen personally out there shopping in the real estate market, working with buyers, working with sellers, is that people over this last year are putting the reason why first time home buyers can't find homes over this last year and it's been such a struggle for first time home buyers the FHA three and a half percent down is not enough people right. are paying cash over appraisal right. a lot of them are putting down very large down payments to where the appraisal doesn't matter they've got skin in the game exactly this skin in the game exactly. is I mean are you if you put fifty to seventy thousand dollars down on a house do you think you're gonna miss a fifteen hundred dollar payment yeah you're yeah. you're not gonna want to lose the money you put into that yeah and not only that I think last month I think you probably know better than I do but I think last month 31 percent of the closings were cash yeah so so Who's so we know those aren't going to... They're right, not going to exactly. foreclose. So we already have a built-in base right there. Yeah. Are they going to walk away from those homes? <clears throat> no. Right. I mean, I think our biggest concern right now, um, just overall in general, is not really a crash. We're going to see a softening, I, I'm sure, which I'm actually very hopeful that we yeah, will see one. I do nice, want to see... Yeah regular home buyers being able to yep. be in get in homes again but my biggest concern right now in this market is that there's more investors and corporations buying properties than yeah. regular people that's my concern yeah i think is that's there, a lot of people's concern yeah. yeah there there's going to be more homes owned by corporations and more people that are you know forced to pay rent because they're buying up yeah. all these homes and they're yeah. they're not being able to let regular home buyers right. buy homes. Right. That's the concern, not of a crash. So I just feel maybe things will, you know, I mean, we don't have a crystal no, ball. No, no, that's it right. could yeah. happen, but I don't, I don't foresee that as being our problem that we have coming up. Right. Of course. I mean, like, like you said, we don't have a crystal ball. We don't know for sure, but we can, we can tell you what the difference is between today and back then. And there are some pretty, pretty, huge differences there most definitely yeah, are yeah. and I, and i feel like this is a true the market that we have that's increased right now is a true increase people are they're coming in with cash they're not buying homes they can't afford the homes are not appreciating because people are buying homes they can't afford they're putting money into it the homes are appreciating and they're saying i want this home and i'm willing to put the cash down yeah. regardless of what you say it's worth yeah that's true value exactly people yeah. willing to pay over the appraised value 
is something we've never seen like this at, at this at at this pace at this quantity. You know, I mean, um, that was that would have been a totally foreign concept even two years ago. You know, <laughs> I remember that I have to tell you the story. I had a, a buyer years ago. I, I would say like five six years ago. She came from California because California that's always been a thing. Yep. For yep. years that's been a thing. Fifteen thousand over appraisal. They don't even blink at it. Yep. So she came from California. You know, it, I I want to say like five years ago. And our market, you know, was doing good, but you know, not yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like this. Yeah. And she came in and she wanted to buy this house. There were no other offers on it. And you know, I'm saying let's uh, you know negotiate the price because that's what we do. And she's like, no, no, offer full price and I'll pay fifteen thousand above the appraisal. And I was like, why on earth would you do that? Like that's crazy. Yeah. And now now it's here. And so now it's here, right? And now it's <laughs> now it's calm. Not just only here. It's it's, it's almost almost. Requisite, right? Yeah. I mean, it's almost required in order to be able to even just have your offer looked at. So, um, appraisals hopefully will start to catch up as these cash sales close and and these um, sales close above appraisal. But um, it's it is it is interesting to see, um, especially the California. And it's funny you bring that up because I just had I've had two people uh, just in the last month who are now because of the work from home changes. Yeah, they are located their their offices are located in the bay area but they've they've all adjusted now to working from home and so they've said okay i'm going to save the 14 and a half percent state income tax they've never owned a home before they're paying six thousand in rent come here put five percent down and their monthly household expenses way way less mm -hmm. they save all the state income tax so that's a big driver too uh of of this of pricing course. you know going up yeah of course it's it's you see it all over i mean the yeah, Californians are yeah. definitely the ones that yeah. are coming over here and paying a lot of money. This is this is cheap to them. The work from home thing has been a really big change. Game changer. And, and we've benefited from it here a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. No, absolutely. It has been a big game changer. Um, so the um, refi, you can get rid of mortgage insurance. We already talked about the rates being super low. Right. So what what is is there an appraisal? when you do a refi? Well, so yes and no. Um, it's, there's an automated system that Fannie Mae and, and Freddie Mac have. And once the entire loan and the whole profile is entered into that system, it will come back and tell you if there is an appraisal waiver or not. Mm -hmm. um, and it's based on several different factors, but um, part of it is what we estimate the value at. And as long as that's realistic, and as long as the equity piece is big enough, mm -hmm. then they're okay waiving that appraisal, even on a cash out. Okay. Um, so uh, it's, it's I, I would say it happens probably, you know, maybe 75% of the time. But again, okay. it depends if someone's trying to, you know, sometimes you have someone that's trying to stretch the value as much as they can because that's going to affect how much cash. Remember, we talked about you can go to 80%, right? right. Well, if if I want the most cash possible, I'm going to say my house is worth 500 when if it's only worth 400, they're not going to let you go to 80% of 500. Yeah. Right? I do feel like on refis the appraisals seem to be a little more conservative. I mean, it's it's more risk for the bank. Might be. Might yeah. be. It's not supposed to be, but it might be. <laughs> I yeah. know, right? It's a, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that's not supposed to yeah. be, but it just seems yeah. like when you compare them all, there's there's yes. some truth to that, right? Yes. Exactly. Um, yeah, I I know I get that part of of, of it too. And so this value is not based off this estimate. 
Um, well, well, you know what's funny? People, I mean, it's easy to joke about that and make fun of that, and people, um, I think, kind of uh, don't take that real serious. But it's that that's uh, what we call an AVM, an automated value model, and it's one of several. In fact, Zillow, I think, uses three or four to blend to get their Zestimate or whatever they call it. Um, and it's not bad. I mean, it's pretty sophisticated algorithms that work there, and um, it, it's 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 not bad, but again, it depends on the property, right? And it depends on, and, yeah. it depends on the comparables that Zillow has access to. If it's a very unique property um, on a big lot and it has, you know, maybe an accessory structure or something, yeah. then Zillow's not going to pick up on that kind of stuff. You right. Know? And one, one thing I've seen about that, which I've um, talked to realtors in other states versus realtors in our state, um, when it comes to appraisals and everything in general. So a lot of states will say, you know, one mile out radius and all that good stuff. But what I find here on appraisals that appraisers always look at, it's not always one mile out because subdivisions can be so different. Yeah. You know, we have, and that's one thing that I feel like is a Vegas thing, not really every other state in the country where we have one subdivision is tremendously different than a subdivision across oh, the street. Yeah. And the appraiser is going to say, no way, and that, that are, there's no way that I'm going to take value from that subdivision exactly. across the street yes. and compare it to this. Yeah. Especially if I can find three comps within this subdivision, there's yes. no reason yes. to go outside of it. So <clears throat> that's exactly that, right. that, is, that is definitely a big thing. And that's where I feel like when people see these estimates or whatever that are yeah. off, yeah. It's, it's because just because of that reason. Zillow's a nationwide company. Yeah. So they're all over all over the place. And Zillow doesn't know that Vegas needs to stay within a subdivision. They're, yeah, they, their computers true. have no way of figuring that out. Right. So sometimes it can just naturally happen, you know, or whatever. If just, there's enough data recently Whatever, enough, yeah. recently data, mm -hmm. and it all happens to be there. But in many cases, the reason why it's so far off is because the subdivisions are different where that's pulling the comps from. So yeah, it's right. not that they're, you know, trying to be crazy and accurate. They're they're nationwide. They're, there's other yeah. parts of the country. And I, from what yeah. I've heard, I've never lived anywhere but Vegas, but what I've heard is most parts of the country, it does, it's not like that. Yeah, it's more similar as you, yeah. As With, you within close. one mile, yeah. you're still within the same kind of neighborhoods, kind of everything. Vegas is definitely right. not like that. We are... So, I mean, you could just be in a whole different, it feels like a whole different city by crossing the street sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Um, anyways, Jason, uh, how do people reach you? They want to do a refi. They want to talk more about this cash out. They want to talk more about their PMI, MIP, sure. to compare rates, do whatever they want to do. How do they get in contact with you? Well, I think the best way is I, I give my cell number out to everyone. Uh, I'm always available. Um, I think my cell number is right there on the screen, I think, somewhere. Right 702-491-2583. Okay, thank you. Yeah, that's Forgot it. your yeah. glasses. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know I needed them until just now. <laughs> I'm just joking. Jason's with High Tech Lending. Um, I have thank worked you. with Jason before a couple times. Um, that's right, yes. Yeah, a couple times and uh, almost accidentally, but you did a great job, performed, did everything on time, kept oh, me in communication, nice. so thank I really you. appreciated that's that. That's nice of you. Thank um, you. I wouldn't have a guest on my show that I didn't uh, feel was worthy of promoting, so thank you. Well, that's very <laughs> Nice. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. And um, so, yes, if you have questions, give Jason a call. If you have questions for me, you guys know how to reach me and 702-308-2878. Once again, if you're watching the show, take a moment, 
comment, like, share, give us some feedback, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate that out there. Keep on watching. We're going to see some changes here in the next couple shows, but I think they're going to be great changes. And I look forward to seeing you guys back again.